Ooh, what's up guys? Luca here for a mini-sode in theory. In theory, it's gonna be a mini-sode. Uh, we all know that whenever I label a show a mini-sode, it ends up going for two and a half hours to three hours, you know. I don't know. I don't know where people uh, pull the topics from, but it's just I think we have such a good time here together as friends that um, the conversation just flows naturally. Uh, except it's only me and Singer here. Everyone else is a wall. So, <laughs> uh, such is life. Such is the way things go when it comes to Scumland. Uh, no one actually shows up on time. So, tis tis. Uh, but what's up to everyone in the chat already? What's up, Drav? Back from the dead. Eagles fan. Nathaniel. Erotimus, um Bronx. Singer. Yobi. What's up, guys? Please, if. You may, if you could guys uh, could tweet out the link to the show. I'm about to tweet it out myself, so excuse the click clack. Click. Uh, yes, so we're going to talk about this Phil Spencer interview with uh, Dropped Frames. I thought it was a very good interview. Once again, Phil Spencer is masterclass at what he does, and what he does is... Uh, he knows how to he knows how to talk to people, man. And it's very impressive since having good social skills is a key part of life. Uh, let me check my audio levels. Okay, I think I sound good. What's up, singer? Uh, what's up, Meat Puppet? What's up, Interruption? Briario, Staquan, Tony plays games. Yeah, panel is light today. Panel's light because you know it's funny. It's not funny. I just think it's cute that when I invite guests on the show, suddenly my panel is like uh, power overwhelming and I have 18 people on here, right? But when I don't have a guest, my panel decides to not show up. Like, I don't know what that is, but honestly, it's sick behavior on their parts, you know? <laughs> sick behavior on their parts, but it is what it is, man. Not much I can really do about that, but hopefully I can be entertaining enough to keep you guys interested in sticking around and singer as well but you know i you know i know you guys come for the group dynamic and unfortunately you're just not going to get that today because no one wants to come through no one supports me <laughs> weep weep sob sob whatever singer introduce yourself what up it is singer how is everyone doing today what yes. up to the chat what is up to the to Z chat? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, Lionel says, Luca, leave these grown men alone. They bother me. Okay? I mind my business. Uh, let's see here. What's up, Bladex? What's up, Stone King? Vil? What is up, Will Crazy? What's up, Brandon? What's up, guys? What's up, Gregor? What's up, Marlo? What's up, Geekhead? What's up, guys? I love seeing my boys in the chat, man. <laughs> Okay, so did you watch this Phil Spencer interview? I did indeed. Yes, all right, let's talk about it. I do want to say I think Phil Spencer is, once again, really good at talking to people, and he, he does very, very well when it comes to these interviews. What was your biggest takeaway from this interview? My biggest takeaway is the way uh, they treat the studios. Like, his interactions with the... Like, the, the way he explained how, how they operate their first party studios because it was really interesting because they did drop parts of it from before but that was from Matt Booty's point of view but hearing it from Phil 
like the way he explained it, where like depending on the studio, like some of the studios they'll just leave alone to do their own thing, or if a studio like needs funding or some key people to finish a game, they'll they'll give the studio whatever they need. It doesn't matter what it is. They'll be like, you need technology, you need people, money, whatever. We'll give it to you. Just be the best you can be. Um, and apart from that, it was interesting what he said about um, how he, he knew about Starfield, obviously, before the purchase. But he trusts Todd um, enough. And I, yeah, I thought he that was said that um, they get... Uh, they get a look behind the scenes of the three-year roadmap 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 when it comes to studios and what they have planned for their games a third party included which i thought was really interesting to know that you know they they seem like they have a good relationship when it comes to third parties and with their own studios as well and it comes to the planning of all of these games you know he yeah. pretty much reiterated a lot of the stuff that we already knew. He talked about um, some Halo. So I know some of you guys are Halo fans. And, uh, you know, he just kind of reiterated what we know about Halo releasing in the holiday season. Um, you know, and they're going to have better clarity over the summer. It's summertime right now. So I guess I'm guessing July, August, around that Mark, we're going to have a better idea of when it's coming out. I, I for one, I think it's smart for them to not give a solid release date because, you know, things happen. Uh, no one, no one thought that uh, the global panorama was going to be a thing, and it was a thing. And now it's kind of like a lot of. He talked about how a lot of games that were supposed to come out for this year were pushed to 2022 because the studios have been working at home in order to try and um, keep up with the. Uh, the demand, you know, keep up with the deadlines that they had in place originally. And I'm sure it's very difficult to do some of the things when it comes to these games at home versus, you know, working in a studio of other people. He talked about how he is used to having a controller in his hand and just passing it along like, hey, tell me what you think about this. Tell me how it feels. You know, what's your viewpoint? What's your perspective on all these on how the game is running? And, um, you know, what I really got from this interview is that he's someone who tends to pay close attention to the games that he cares about, you know, mm -hmm. and um, he puts forth a lot of effort and energy when it comes to that and actually sits down and tries these games out. He was talking about how he's been playing some Halo with the team and how, you know, the team's been kicking his ass because, you know, they're, they're, the, uh, they're the testers for the game. So they already know what's up with everything. But he seems like he's having a good time with that. He talked about how he's still playing Destiny and how it's got him trapped. Okay, I understand, Phil, because I too am trapped in Destiny land, but, you know, nothing quite like that gameplay. As am I. <laughs> yeah, nothing I quite like that. Uh, that sh those shooting mechanics are quite wonderful, so I understand that too. Uh, my theory on the... See, I, I, I have a theory. The, the reason why they never gave a date for Halo is because no one knows when Call of Duty is dropping. And I'm thinking they want to avoid Call of Duty, probably. Mm -hmm. Like, not a re-release on the... Because if you notice, Battlefield went really early. They went October. Like, they complete Normally, Battlefield would be, like, November. But they were like, nah, nah, nah. We're not playing that game. So I think 
when Card announces release date, they'll announce the Halo release date. That's my opinion. Yeah, completely plausible. You know, it's kind of hard to fight against that juggernaut. And regardless of however people feel about the Call of Duty franchise, that is a juggernaut. And um, you put your game around the time, especially another first-person shooter, no matter how much notoriety Halo may have, it's kind of fallen off in the last couple of years, especially with people's feelings regarding 343. You know, everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people miss old-school Halo. A lot of people want Bungie back. Y'all don't want them back. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Don't <laughs> want them back, all right? Um, Des are Destiny players ever happy? Do you ever hear us happy? No. Nope. So, no, you don't want Bungie back. I mean, I think what they've done with um, Destiny is really amazing, the strides that they've taken. And I can take a step back from as, as someone who consumes the game on a daily basis. Clearly, they're doing something right. Not daily, but, like, weekly basis. Clearly, they're doing something right because I'm trapped in the abyss that is Destiny. And shout out to my guy... Stone King X with the big dono. Appreciate it, brother, saying I'm loving the new thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I like the new time. Can I read? Can I read? I like the new time. I look forward to this podcast every Saturday night. Help It helps time fly on my job at USPS. Hey, I really appreciate all of the love and all the support. I'm so happy that you are enjoying the show. It means, like, I know I say it a lot, guys. And maybe, maybe some of you find it annoying, but I am genuine when I say that I would not be doing this if not for you. And it means so much to me that you guys come out and you support and you show love by hanging out in the chat. Even if there's people in the chat you don't particularly vibe with, you still come through to chill and just say hi to me. And then you show love by hitting the like button, show love by commenting, you show love by dropping the donos, you show love by being a channel member, you show love by just being here. It means so much to me and you know i think there's a lot of negativity in the community in general this particular community that we're in and i think that content creators focus far too much on the people who don't like them the people who have issues with them and they don't show enough love to the people who are rocking with them every single week every time they go live every time they drop a video and i want you guys to know that i have you know nothing but love for y'all and of course i support my fellow content creators because you know it's it's not easy to have people writing your, okay. When you're just minding your whole ass business and then some fucking cuck from out of nowhere is like, do, 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 do. Uh, <laughs> content creator number 45, <laughs> I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. And all I'm going to say is I hate you because I hate you. All right. It's not easy when you're trying to live your best life and vibe. And there's some fucking bastard who wants to make it his mission to just be like, you know what? I'm going to let this person know. I don't like them and they don't actually ever have like a real good reason now do people have good reasons to dislike me absolutely I'm a bitch but <laughs> do I want to hear about it no all right so shout out to Godzilla with Super saying with the idea non-canon armor sets being a thing in infinite we should start a campaign to pressure 343 to make a berserker armor inspired armor set yeah that would be really dope actually like it would be cool to see that I definitely can 100% agree with that. As you, I'm sure you recognize Godzilla, my icon is based off Berserk. It's got the brand of Sacrifice shoulder, you know? And then shout out to uh, Stone King X. Oh my goodness, here we go. Shout out to Stone King X for becoming a member of the channel. Appreciate it. I also had two other people become members of the channel while um, we were not live. Texas Lean and someone else. Let me just double check. I took a screenshot. Oh my goodness. Where is my phone? Give me one second, guys. Uh, talk amongst yourself, singer. <laughs> Say something. Singer, talk. <laughs> welcome to the amazing channel. All the new channel members, welcome. 
Thank you for supporting Luca. Luca deserves all the support. So how's the chat doing? I see all day up in here. And no all day that wasn't Luca, that was me. But yeah, I mean, what up, people? It's me. On my own. Okay, and then uh, Texas Lane and Embriski for becoming members of the channel as well, and then Stone King X for becoming a a scumbag, which is the highest tier so far. Uh, thank you so much. I really do appreciate the support. Uh, there's my guy Slow Mo here coming through. Yo, what up? Sorry, I'm late. Something's going on with my computer and my mic. They, the two of them, were not. Uh, doing good with one another, so I, it took me a minute to do a couple restarts, get it, you know, figured out. Troubleshoot gaming out here. So, what's up? What's going on? What up, slow mo? What's goody, my my hermano, my brother, my brother? What's good? But yeah, we we're just talking about um, sure, Phil Spencer's sure. interview with Drop Frames and how Phil Spencer is very good at his job and very good at articulating himself, especially, and he's very good at dodging questions. Because let me tell you. I was re-listening to it, and um, they asked him a question. Like, they pretty much were like, okay, so you guys have Bethesda now. We all know what happened when they released, like, Morrowind and everything. We all know that uh, the game's release broken and bugging off. You know, back then we had the spirit of gamers. So, we, you know, we let it, we let it slide. But how are you working towards making sure that doesn't happen again? And then he just gave this long spiel. This long spiel where he didn't actually answer the fucking question, and I was just you sitting know, there I laughing. I got an answer out of it. Okay, if, let's you, hear it. If, if that's if that's what he wants us to believe, basically he's saying is that we use peer pressure for quality. We don't actually tell them we don't think this is a good game. We don't think this is going to work. We think this is a good a good foundation that just needs some polishing. No, they. He said they get everyone into a room and let everyone see what everyone else is working on. Yeah, That's but I, I feel like that doesn't work. Um, it doesn't work. For some studios. But let me get these super yeah. chats. Shout out to Meat Puppet. To my guy, Meat Puppet, saying my rule for haters is I-D-G-A-F, which is I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Okay, just do you. We'll be here. Appreciate it, brother. Shout out to my boy Erotimus saying, remember, Luca, every time you say game pass, a pony gets mad cow disease and you will receive a check kissed by Phil himself. You know, I like to receive some things kissed by Phil. You know what I mean? Okay. Oh, please. Uh, and shout out to Everborn. <laughs> what's good, my guy? Everborn saying, what's good, people? PC, something's wrong. <laughs> Raise. Uh, you know, I actually was playing Destiny on my PC, like, 10 minutes before we went live because I went to see. And um, let me tell you, very interesting experience. Um, But yeah, I'm going to say hi to people chat. What's up, Brandon? What's up, Mooch? Taz? What's up, Jeffrey? <laughs> I can't say I disagree, Jeffrey. What's up all day? What's up, Tyler? What's up, Pose? Good to see you, Pose, buddy. I saw that you left the Discord. Understandable. It is dead. What's up, the Game Filter? Back. Appreciate you back for helping me out this week, man. Uh, what's up, Melodic? Good to see you, buddy. I saw that... Uh, tweet that you had about your you had your equipment so pretty cool stuff man um was good marlo how's it going what's up my brother jet jet brother jet from our uh gold chain gamer crew what's up Segan? what's up guys so good to see y'all this week you know i know it's been kind of a boring it's been kind of a boring week but i'm always happy to see you guys in the chat chilling man i like i said i can't i it can't be said enough but i have nothing but love for y'all man it is insane that 
I have people that really fuck with me, you know, like, it's just kind of crazy to think about that. There's people who actually like listening to me talk, dude. So what up? Ayo, Greggy was good, man. Uh, what's up? Super savage spirit. Ah, <laughs> uh, you heard it from me first. I just want to let you know. Okay. Let me stop. Anyway, I'm a girl. I can say this stuff. It's fine. No, it's actually not fine. I hope he never, ever hears anything I say. I don't mean it, Phil Spencer. I apologize for saying he's, he's already heard it all, and he's already uh, put you on that I list. I know he put me on the list, <laughs> as he fucking should, as he should. Uh, what's up, Gander? Oh, damn, that's so crazy, Daquan. You like the, the little icons are cute, right? A uh, shout-out to Ever Everborn with the super chat, my brother Ever, saying, Phil learns how to talk without saying anything from Satya. Yeah, like, it's very... Yeah. It's As someone who also knows how to talk without actually answering the question. I was really impressed. I was like, damn, he just, he knows how to speak. So, um, so it's so almost like he practices that, like in the mirror, like he's he, got like somebody saying, Phil, here are like the 10 hardest questions that you're going to deal with this year. You just read these off to yourself, look in the mirror and you practice this until like, it's, it's like your answer is seamless. And he, he seems to guide it down. Yeah, it's it's very it's quite impressive. What's up, Danny Joe? Say uh Will Will Crazy's like who's Phil Spencer? He's the head of Xbox. Um, but yeah, Soma, what did you think about Phil Spencer's interview? I didn't watch the full thing. Um I, I've been meaning to, and I didn't realize that we were gonna discuss this. So that's my bad for not being prepared. But uh in regards to that that particular question that that you had sent me and then i started to watch that and then watch a little bit after that uh is, is, is so is also two parts to it so i need to watch the both the first and second part but in regards to his question about quality control uh co who was i think is he's a he's an amazing streamer this guy's got a massive platform on twitch i didn't really even realize this guy had had a, a podcast but he he asked a great question and his question was essentially look what do you guys do in, in terms of quality control, like, is it, do you, or are you making sure these games are what they need to be before they come out? Or is it just, uh, they, they just, whatever quality control is there is based up is, is due to what the studio wants to do. And Phil gave this long form answer, but essentially it, it, it came up with, it, it came down to, he gets them all in a room. And they all get to see what everyone else, when he says everyone else, all the other first party studios are working on. And if that's basically what you're saying is you don't say anything to these studios about what their games are doing, because you let what everyone else is doing determine to them whether they, they are are meeting yeah. the, the expectation or which, not. you know, which doesn't work when and this is like a no tea, no shade. But that kind of peer pressure doesn't work if the studios, and I'm not saying this for the studios they've recently acquired, who knows what they actually are going to end up doing when it comes to these studios. I'm talking in the past when the studios were releasing State of Decay 2 but buggy, you know, or releasing Crackdown 3 buggy or releasing Sea of Thieves without any content. I don't see how peer pressure would work if everyone is looking around like, hey, oh, damn, they released absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's fine. So I guess I can do the same thing, you know, like that idea of peer pressure doesn't work when the people around you are. I'm not saying they're putting in a minimal effort because I'm not a 
you know, game dev. I don't know. I'm sure it's very difficult. I'm just saying that the way that these titles have been received has not has not been positive uh, for the most part. Like it's been uh, Sea of Thieves especially has had quite the redemption arc. And I know that people are very much enjoying it. They're playing that pirate's life thing. Um, Courage to the Caribbean, whatever uh, thing. I've, I, a couple of my friends have been playing that and been enjoying it, you know, and I know Sea of Thieves mm -hmm. does well, but I'm just saying, like, this idea of peer pressure doesn't work if the people... It does not. You no. know, if you're, if they're releasing games that are um, I, I below have... a certain um, uh, quality, but hold on one second. Uh, shout out to Erotimus with Super Chat saying, slow-mo, it seems Windows 11... Will kill off most of the PCMR, 8th gen, or better. Uh, I don't, that that makes no sense, Erodimus. Um, By the way, I just want to say, Luca, that I have heard er Erodimus, um, well, I've seen Erodimus do super chats on multiple shows. Yes. That uh, that do not involve me. And I have seen the, the host of those shows try to say his name. And yeah. I have not been the only person in the past that has butchered it. Let me just tell you, it, it seems to be an epidemic, but that's it. That's all I have to say. I just want to throw that out there. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> a shout out to Ayo Greggies uh, with the dono saying to the baddest bitch. Yes. Thank you. In the business, finally able to catch a live show. All hail the queen. Appreciate you. Boo. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, what's up, Last Emperor? Yeah, we're just discussing our thoughts on Phil Spencer's interview with Drop Frames. Um, yes. Uh, go ahead, Tigger. Yeah. Yeah, there was two th two different things I have for that. See, peer pressure probably didn't work then because when, like, Sea of Thieves and that was released, all they had was six studios. Well, five studios, I guess you could say. So there isn't a lot of people in the room to you know, show what you <laughs> what you're doing, but now there's 23. So now, when all these people are in a room, it might have more of an effect because there's just way more studio heads in a room. And I back then, like for State of Cake Two, that that was kind of it, it came out the way it did, and it was very unfortunate because the first one. Kind of, it, it was buggy, but it it was it was fun in its own way. But that was like that was before they were actually purchased, and that was made on like more of a shoestring budget than anything. So it came out the way it did. Very unfortunate. Um, but now, hopefully, given with time and money, because what why said they they all sit in a room, but now they're more so. If some of them just like need money, time, PR, if they need like key people in certain roles, so I think the quality will go up because they're now supporting the studios in a way which we want to do this, but we don't we don't have the technology to do it. Okay, well we'll give you the technology, whichever studio has the technology they need or whatever, and just give it to them. So I think the quality will increase. Because they have their vision for the game, and you don't want to mess up their vision. But if they say, well, to fulfill my vision, I need X amount of money, for example. Well, they'll just give them the money and the key people, and they'll be like, okay, do your thing. So we have yet to see what this new version of Xbox is compared to last gen's version of Xbox. 
because they're two very different things. Well, yeah, I um, I said the same thing. You know, I was just harping yeah, this, on. This is what I mean by peer pressure past, doesn't but, work. But peer pressure doesn't work because not everyone is affected by peer pressure. You can see it in your everyday life that there are people who are affected by peer peer pressure. If they see like that, other people are. Um, in their class or their peers are doing a certain level of quality that they will step up their game because they're competitive like that. And then there are people who, who may be of the mind that I don't care what other people are doing. This is what I'm doing. Peer pressure can't be your only method of quality. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure they're going to figure something out. Well, yeah, he could very well have said like the very PC response of, what we do really doing internally, I'm not going to talk about because I don't want to call out any of our studios who have done subpart work in the past. That could very well be the case. But from what we saw, from what he his his answer was, like I, I kind of feel like Sony wouldn't have a problem saying that, yeah, if 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 something that we feel isn't going to be a quality game and isn't going to sell is pitched to us, we going we going to slam it down like like nobody's business because we want a certain level of quality for our gamers. I feel like Sony and Nintendo don't have any problem saying that in an interview, but it feels like the Xbox division does. And I know they allowed that creative freedom. And this is part of the reason why they got these, some of these developers in is that they told them, Hey, look, you can make whatever you want. You have the creative freedom to do so. I th- I think there is a line that you have to straddle. There's a balancing that you have to do. Like, yeah, make whatever you want, whatever kind of game you want. If you, you were known for isometric RPGs and now you want to do a first-person shooter, hey, go for it. If you were known for, for making racing games and now you want to do an action RPG, go for it. We are all in. Here's a blank check. But having creative freedom and... Making sure there's something that people want to play. Two different things. Like I mean, if- I think, um, I'm, and I apologize for interrupting you. Um, mm-hmm. Matter of fact, that was so rude of me. Go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. So no, all I'm saying is that I think that they have a problem with breaking the news to people. They got a problem with like, yo, you, this might need to, to cook in the oven a little bit longer. Visually, this doesn't really match the expectation that we as well as the the gaming community expects for this title and when i say that i'm talking about 343 and halo last year right so like there and, and so many of us were like yo did they see this visually before like did they see how this visually before they put it up on stage and it seems so often that their response to games getting better over time based off of community feedback is well it's thanks to you guys that we knew what we needed to put in this game in order to make it better they say that with sea of thieves but it's just like yo why are we the quality assurance for your games like it should come out that way you should be telling those studios that you should be giving them that feedback you shouldn't have to rely on the gaming community to say, yo, you just released the game with no content. Great water, but what am I supposed to do with it? Like, 
you should be telling them that and you know and not saying hey you can't make a pirate game but hey at least make a pirate game with a purpose yeah they got a pirate game with a purpose but it could have been this game at launch instead of a year or two a year or two later is what i'm saying and so it's like that the peer pressure thing it's going to work on some studios. So there's going to be some studios that who are just like, ah, we want to be known as the best Xbox game studio there is. So when playground shows, shows fable behind the scenes and they see fable gameplay, they're like, Oh my God, damn. Hey, 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 we need to take some notes. Hey, call, 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 call Chris. We quote, we, we got, we got some work to do because we not up the snuff. There are going to be some studios that will be like that. And then you could get your other, you know, Wallflower, you know, we're, we're super Zen studio on the side. That's going to be like, yeah, that's great, guys. You all the, Everything you guys doing is amazing. Here's our game. Yeah. And like okay. And, and I totally mm-hmm. understand that. But and, and I this is why I was going to interrupt you. Um, and Brandon says it as well. Like, I, I don't. I in this make it come back to bite me in the ass. I. Okay, maybe I won't say it. Okay, they delayed Halo Infinite. So I think the impression I have going forward right now, as of right now, is that um, they are going to be a little bit more mindful of their titles. That being said, uh, that game, I am assuming, was delayed because of fan reaction and not like internally. So I think you have a point as well, you know? Uh, Let me get this super chat from the homeboy. Everborn, you know, he's killing it. He's like, you know what? Let me just throw you the bucks, Luca. Appreciate you, boo, saying, I think this will be their tactic until they are done acquiring studios. They are trying to give potential acquisitions the impression that they are the best potential suitors, as in the most hands-off. Yeah, that's that's a mm-hmm. good point, too. You know, it's completely plausible. <laughs> you know, can, they, can you imagine? They're just like, just kidding. We're actually... Cool. <laughs> we're, at, we're, we're, we're actually, we're actually, <laughs> we're actually drill instructors out here. <laughs> like, oh, oh. If they switched it up post, like we got enough studios now. If you don't like it, you know, kick rocks. We we own you now. I think that would be a bad look for them. I, uh, I, think, I, I, I'm not saying ever whatever born is saying is impossible. I just think that would be a bad idea. I think they should they should show that balance. Or try to achieve that balance now, so even their potential studios would be like, "Hey, yeah, they may tell us that you know this this isn't good enough, do better, but they are still allow us to make the kind of content that we want to make." You know, like it, you should try to strive for that balance now instead of waiting until you get everyone in, then gotcha, bitch. You know, thing is, thing about that. there's. Like a lot of quite a few of the studios already kind of have the quality thing under wraps, though. Like, so it depends what's like you can't just label all of them with it because quite a few of the latest acquisitions, um, they they do have generally good quality control. I mean, you you could say this, you know, some issues with maybe Obsidian, but they'd be making everything on an indie budget. So oh, no, Obsidian's great. Like I, like, I, I, don't, I, ex- I expect. Turn 10. Singer, I've been saying this for years now, and I've and I've said this before, and Luca and Forte could back me up with this, me saying this multiple times. The the studios when you have no quality control checks, the studios that have always hit at a high quality will continue to do so. And then the studios who haven't 
their only method of actually the only like way they're going to actually succeed or get better is going to be all internally on their own because Microsoft isn't pushing them to do so. They're just giving them a blank check and say, go, go ham. So it's like, I don't think like your Ninja Theory, your Obsidian, your Playground games are going to drop in quality because they're first party studios at Xbox. Like that's that's I think that's silly fanboy nonsense. They're not going to change how they like there's there's this 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 mentality that like, oh, because your game is in Game Pass and you you don't care about actual like physical sales anymore that now you're just going to make garbage. Like, I don't think these people come to work to make garbage. I don't think because they got acquired by Xbox that their mentality on how they make games changed whatsoever. They're still going to make good games. But when getting in, yeah. say, the studio who... Hold on. Let me um get mm -hmm. Nautical, because, you know, he does this thing where he'll show up, and if no one acknowledges him, he disappears. Hey, Forte, <laughs> it's good to see you. What? Thanks so much for showing up. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? It's when you hopped in the... Remember when you hopped in the Scumcast Discord one time, and, like, I didn't see well, you, that's because you I didn't know it. That's because I didn't know it was Scumcast at that oh, moment. Okay. okay. Uh, what's up, Aloy Defs? Death Seeker, what's up, Bless? How's it going? What's up, RK? What's up? Good to see you, uh, Nautical. Go ahead, uh, Slow. Now, it, all, all I'm saying is that the studios that have a high standard internally, it's their culture. Their culture doesn't change. And they've all said that, hey, our culture has not changed because we have been acquired by Microsoft. We're still Ninja Theory. We're still in exile, whoever. They're still who they are. So their culture will remain the same. And that, but that also on the flip side of it will say that just because you've been acquired by Microsoft and say you're, you're a compulsion or you're, you're under labs and there are, there's growth that's needed in, in your process in developing a game and, and releasing a game that just because you got a blank check doesn't mean that the game's not going to be buggy when it comes out or but the character models aren't going to look, look like from something from 360. You know, the, 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 there's a ahead. caveat with that. With like compulsion, like We Happy Few was done outside of this because like uh, State of K2 was done well before acquisition on a smaller budget. We Happy Few mm -hmm. was done before. So we haven't seen what effect being a first party studio has had on these two studios in particular. Like we won't know until State of K3 comes out and Compulsion's next game gets shown. So I, I would also say Xbox, the the Xbox leadership doesn't know either. Well, I'm 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 sure they must know because they have all the team heads in the room, so they must know what State of K and Dead Labs is doing and Compulsion, for example. Yes, they Look. should because they get a three year roadmap from them. So yes, yeah. Okay, yeah, they they know what the roadmap is, but as far as what I mean by that is what when they what I'm saying what they don't know is that they don't know whether the quality is going to have a jump or it's going to be a better overall game simply because they got a bigger budget. Not every studio that delivers a mediocre or subpar game delivered a mediocre or subpar game simply because they didn't have the budget from the publisher that they developed they developed the game for like well, gearbox gearbox published uh we happy few and gearbox i don't think is a great publisher of any in any, any stretch of the imagination based off of who who runs them of course but they also published risk of rain 2 which people tend to think is a high quality game 
So it's not impossible. And the the heads, the people, the developers from Compulsion have come out and talked about their shortcomings in the past and how they're doing better. I actually think they'll be, their next game is going to be significantly better than We Happy Few. But like that's an internal development and internal growth process they looked at themselves and said here's where we we screwed up with we happy few we started out with this idea and then we we started to come up with too many ideas and then people looked at our game and said hey we see we see this in your game and we were like oh well let's try to implement some of those things and that just didn't work for us like that's a great great like introspective thought on why our game wasn't as good as it could have been we now have learned our lesson and can do better. I love to see that. But if that's simply only coming from, again, consumer feedback and not coming from the feedback of their producers, I think that is the key there is that the producers of these games, the people that interface with them all the time, that's always coming through, talking to the developers, talking to the, the studio heads, and looking at what the product is in development should be the ones that are saying the things that we would say if we saw it. And I don't think they're doing that. Well, we'll have we'll have to see how it... <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my boy Lionel with the super chat saying... Yo. The big dono saying if the whole Xbox community can't even keep it real, you really mm -hmm. expect 23 studios to keep it real with each other, especially with this oh so PC culture we live in. I, I don't know, you spitting right now. Um, Yo, that's bad facts right there. <laughs> that's so big, big facts right there. That's so funny. Um, I but like I said before, I do think that, um, I think that there's been a culture shift, and I think that they're going to try and do better. And that's simply, I mean, like I said, a lot of it is based off consumer feedback. Consumer feedback is the reason why E3, like Xbox and Bethesda's E3 was as good as it was for me, you know, cause I know that there are some people who didn't like it. Lionel gave it a two out of 10, you know, <laughs> but I gave it a nine mm -hmm. out of 10 because they gave me what I wanted, you know? So I think that, you know, I think they're listening and they're actually executing on what they're listening. And I think it's only a matter of time to see what they're going to deliver with these titles, you know, and um, I'm not going to say wait for E3 2022 or 2023. As far as I'm concerned, if you are someone who doesn't have an Xbox or feels uh, slighted by Xbox, or feels like they haven't given you what you want as a consumer, I'm not gonna be like, how how dare you? You know, how dare you feel that way or anything like that, you know? I'm not gonna say that. I'm just gonna say that me personally, I think that they're doing what they can to, to, to turn things around. And the evidence I have based on that is the fact that they did acquire all of these studios, you know, that they did listen to consumer feedback and switch things around. Aaron, I mean, he's talking again now, but he was not talking <laughs> before, before the E3 press conference. Like, and he would, every time they had like a little conference or a little showing and it was trash and they like, cause they hyped it up and they like had expectations out of whack. Aaron came mm -hmm. through and he's like, oh my bad, sorry, we'll be more mindful of this. And that's what, I mean, they were. 
And this this E3 that they had was the best E3 they've had in regards to pacing, in regards to showing different kinds of titles. And, um, you know, it also it also I, it also makes a difference. The fact that Satya Nadella, he borrowed Phil Spencer's Halo Infinite hoodie and was just like, can I wear this for my video for the video so I can <laughs> right. put forth the show of appearing like I'm backing, you know, Yo, did you the, see the his, Xbox division. his entire room, like the behind of everything was like. Like the stuff in the background looked all like video game stuff. And we know like Satya was not like a, a gamer at all when he took over. And I still don't think he's really a gamer now. I think he's wanted to give us that impression that he was all in yeah. on which gaming. Is, which is good for people who are um, you know, of course I'm I'm teasing, I'm poking fun. I, I don't actually know, but I personally just view I you know, I saw it as a PR stunt. But the fact that they're making strides to put forth like hey this head uh, this head of microsoft we're, is is with phil phil has a seat at the table they're all in on gaming and um i would like to think that things are going to be different but as it stands right now you can only go off what happened in the past and you can only be mindful of that as things continue forward you know i'm not like doom and gloom myself because i don't i don't have an emotional attachment to this stuff you know um so like I have my systems and I'm happy with what Xbox has given me because I've only wanted one thing from them and they've given it to me. Okay. So it's just like for me and that thing that I, well, I know you can listen, I can fucking hear it. I am a destiny thought and they gave me my frame. So I'm happy about it. You know, that's all I wanted. And, you know, I've been playing destiny like pretty much everywhere. So shout out to Bungie. You know, I was playing on PS5 yesterday, played it on my series S today and played it on PC as well today. So, you know, but anyway, what I'm saying is how did you I, like the performance on PC? Uh, I think it's good. I was really discombobulated because like um, I was on mouse and keyboard and I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, you did. You tried mouse and keyboard. Oh, that's yeah. I was trying to see if sniping was easier on a keyboard and mouse. So but, well, uh, what, what is your your biggest, I guess, uh, hurdle with mouse and keyboard? Is it the aiming or is it the movement? Oh, it's both because I haven't done PC gaming with mouse and keyboard since I played RuneScape when I was a kid. So yeah. uh, shout yeah. out to what's up, Matt? How's it going, buddy? Uh, what's up, Miss uh, Miss MG MG's Ninja? MG's Ninja, you know. Um, MG's Ninja says, I don't think it's peer pressure. It's probably like a critique. If you ever took an art class, your classmates critique the work. That's what I think this meeting a studio sounds like. That's a good point too. That sounds good. Hmm. Uh, what's, what's up, uh, real quick? What's up, Royal? How's it going? Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, Slomo is a great podcaster. I agree, Dan. I agree. Uh, I do want to hear Nautical's viewpoint. What's up, MKai? Viewpoint on all this stuff. Did, did Forte it, it, see? I don't, he muted. I don't know. He muted himself. Forte's not even here. Okay, yeah. that's fine. He probably was just kind of like, <laughs> Slomo's not letting anyone else speak. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? I'm kidding. I'm just joking. It's a joke. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm joking, too. That's okay, fine. but uh, go ahead, singer. As to Slomo's point, I think Compulsion and Undead Labs needed the feedback because they've only ever made two games, and they only did it recently. Like they, these are two really brand new studios when you think about it. So they needed people to give them feedback because they technically don't. I mean, I can't say they don't know what they're doing, but they're inexperienced. But singer, they're not like. It, the two games that say I'll use Compulsion for example. The two games that Compulsion has made isn't like 
for the people that work there. That's all that's on their resume. Only made two games. They're not like brand new, brand new studios. Compulsion was kind of born out of Arcane. Like the, the, the head of Compulsion you, you was one of the heads for Arcane Studios. So there's a certain level of pedigree that they came from already. So like, and then they add other people in. They, they don't very, very rarely do you hear of a developer. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I just came straight out of college. Haven't made worked on the game yet. I'm a, I'm a level designer now. Like that's rare. <laughs> if you're doing that, you're on an indie, super, super green indie studio. Like usually, these people are are, are super. You know, they got a lot of experience. They, 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 and yeah, they may be new together. Like the culture is new, but you know, that's it. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. I, I cannot believe that Nautical took a step away. This is sick behavior on his part. <laughs> uh, I sound Canadian. I sound like I'm from Toronto. Uh, I don't. I don't know what people from Toronto sound like. Uh, to be honest. Um, was good of, was it Floodaman? Flutaman? Flood? Floodaman? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you guys could please hit the like button, it'd be much appreciated. Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I had to keep muting my mic because You're my fine. kids are acting like they they are in a war fighting one another, and it's it's, it's ridiculous over here. But my bad. No worries, um, bro. Yeah, yeah. For, for, is Forte back yet? I don't no. think so. Um, no. All right, cool. I guess we can move on from this, and we'll get his perspective whenever he comes back. Uh, and by moving on, since this is technically, supposedly, allegedly supposed to be a mini sode, I'm gonna get red. I'm gonna go and start doing these uh, channel member topics because I know that y'all could take eight years answering these questions. So, uh, first channel member topic is from Corey Hale, and he wants to know our thoughts about Game Pass's quality control. Now, by quality, do you mean like the quality of the games in regards to how well they run when they're released on Game Pass or quality as in how you perceive them as in they're not like a bunch of big AAA titles. Um, I mean, there's some in there, but not really. And there's some like smaller titles in there as well that people are enjoying themselves with immensely. I know a couple people who are like my kids are loving Game Pass or, or my boy who recently just got back into gaming. He's a casuals loving Game Pass, that kind of thing. Um, I know what this is about. Yes, go ahead. There's a discussion on Twitter at the moment. People say uh, there's a quality control, control discussion and it's kind of twisted around and it's focused around games like Outriders and uh, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance, right? Um, and it seems to be more, how can you let these games launch? But people are aiming it in such a way as if, like, these games aren't multi-platform games. Like, they're coming out everywhere and they're bad. They're not just bad because they're on Game Pass. They're, they're bad, period. So, did they let them in there? I mean, it, there might be some quality control in there. Uh, on their side, let, not screening these games before they hit Game Pass, but then they may just want brand new titles in to Game Pass, regardless. So there is that side to it. But the main thing is that that whole Outriders and Dark Alliance situation, like people seem to think that it, like Xbox 
is not going to do quality control and then people are taking that and running with it and then making the conclusion and the jump that because of Game Pass, all of Xbox Game Studios games are going to be made specifically for Game Pass and they're basically going to be trash. Like, they're, they're not going to be... Oh, I'm glad that you've been paying attention to what's been going on in the community. So we're talking about the Dark Alliance thing. Okay. Yeah, um, that's what I thought this was probably about. I personally think that as someone who saved money on that trash ass fucking outriders i am happy that, that shit was in game pass okay i'm happy it was in game pass because that meant i didn't have to give them any of my money fuck them and that's how i feel about it um as for the quality control question which is a great topic corey thank you for bringing it to us i do want to say that um like the games, the what I heard, Dark Alliance doesn't run well on other platforms too. I think Soul Stars is saying that too. No, uh, it's just a buggy game. It should have not have been released in this state period. It's just a buggy game, regardless of platform. It's 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 terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that Game Pass uh, has the ability to save people money from them giving money to these fucking developers who are. Uh, releasing broken buggy games the feedback as Soulstar is saying should lie solely with the developers in my opinion um i agree know. with that yeah you know, yeah like it's yeah. not on xbox because they they made a launch game and and game pass on the quality of those games now if, if anything what they should be doing is they should be kind of curating what they decide to spend their money on because every single developer that made their game a launch game and game pass got the bag ahead of time so is this what you're spending your money on yeah i think that's a good wanna... point too yeah then... like so choosing whether to spend that additional upfront money to get it launched look at the game if i like i if i'm them i'm like i want to see what it is that I'm spending my money on before I spend it. I'm not yeah, just going to spend it on a, a, a title that's got, you know, some cachet. Go ahead. Yeah, and also it's kind of like, it's a, if you, okay, in my opinion, if you do want to take a look at Microsoft, it, not you yawning on my fucking podcast in the middle of me talking. What's going on? Am I boring you? No. Am I boring now? No, who said oh, that? Sick behavior on your part. And you literally just get like, if you're young, did you just wake up or something? No, like, uh, I was sitting here having a five minute conversation with my wife about something that my kids were doing. Okay, no worries. And um, I do want to say that I think if anything, we should take a look. And I think Soulstar is once again correct. This is an industry issue. Why are they allowing broken buggy games on their platforms in general? This goes for playstation 5 or i'm sorry playstation and xbox you know like you shouldn't be allowing broken buggy games on your platform which you know playstation's like get that cyberpunk the fuck off my system you know it's back now but mm -hmm. still like it's definitely like you can't just hyper fixate on just game pass it, you should be looking at the platform holders as a whole and the fact that the game was allowed to be released on the platforms in the state it was is an overarching industry-wide issue in my opinion now i i personally personally grateful to game pass because like i said do you know how triggered i would have been if i had given outriders my money 
only for them to behave the way that they did. And I was still complaining after it. I'm still complaining now. It's been fucking months, you know? But I'm happy that I had Game Pass, so I didn't have to give them my money. And now I'm just kind of like, I can complain for free. For free? You know? Like that kind of thing. Uh, Nautico, I had asked earlier What's up? what you thought. What, what were we talking about earlier, Slomo? Uh, we were talking about the whole uh, peer pressure answer that Phil Spencer gave in regards to quality control with Xbox Game Studios. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gregor makes a good point. QA testers are working from home. That's a good point. That being said, QA, I mean, games releasing broken and buggy has been an issue since before COVID. So, you know, mm-hmm. but I understand what you're saying, homeboy. And the only reason we're bringing up Xbox as well is because of the fact that this game is a multi-plat title. So, <clears throat> or not PlayStation as well. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and honestly, also, uh, let's see, Peanut Butter. Uh, pe- pe- can I? Re- I'm so stupid. Peanut, peanut Brooks says, "What's your favorite snack while gaming, and who has some Skittles to share right now?" I my favorite snack is um, I like to eat fruit while I'm gaming. So, um, but yeah, I don't like to eat anything while gaming. Really? Yeah, maybe just me. I, eat I do drink a lot of Gatorade, though. <laughs> so there's that. But uh, I, no, I, I don't just... like I don't like to have anything that I have to like like keep wiping my hands or something like that or stopping to get. A I fork usually have a fork yeah. while I'm eating my apple slices while playing mm-hmm. Destiny. <laughs> All right, uh, cool. Okay, but thank you so much for the amazing topic, Corey Hill. We do appreciate it, but I, I think it's an industry issue. It's not a Game Pass issue. Now, Sin yeah. Izzy, this is for me and maybe Singer as well. What are your thoughts on Record of Ragnarok? So I watched the first episode. Um, I must say, I really wish a more seasoned animation studio had gotten the rights for Record of Ragnarok because the artwork for the manga is very beautiful. And I'm someone who, who's who been reading the manga. And I think it's unfortunate that um, the studio that's doing it <laughs> has rights to it because, you know, anime is supposed to elevate the medium. It's not supposed to uh, be static. And uh, the I heard about the Adam versus Zeus boss fight being slideshows. I watched the clips. I think it's unfortunate because that is a, no pun intended, God tier boss fight and, or boss fight, God tier fight between the two of them. And I would have liked to have seen it with a little bit more care, um, you know, than what was delivered. Unfortunately, man. But you know, I feel I hear that you know Jorenza says that he loved it. I think that anime only watchers probably really enjoy it because the concept is quite good. You know, it's a great concept. So, what about you, singer? You watch Record of Ragnarok? I did. I agree with all your points. To be honest, Um, the thing is, see, this happens sometimes with stuff that's really good from like the manga and. Like it's unfortunate that certain studios get hold of such like things with like top tier potential, and it's unfortunate that certain studios get the rights to it when it should be handed to other studios. But I can understand because let's say the really really good studios they're probably working on what like three projects or whatever or whatever they're doing. Like not everyone could be like y- y- you, like. 
they, that's an amazing studio. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Or like Madhouse. They're good. But the thing is, it's... Yeah, Madhouse is top tier, you know? Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's unfortunate, but I mean, I enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, I mean, I... I um, it's it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Shout out to my boy Lionel saying Game Pass filler approved by Twenty Three Studio Roundtable. I can't believe they've done this. <laughs> LMAFO. And then shout out to my boy Royal saying, "Shit, my Xbox Series X has been played more than my PS Five lately. I don't give a shit what anyone truly says. Game Pass is a win. Uh, non Xbox owners only say it. Non Xbox owners only say it. I'm gonna." Is it non? Do you think it's non? Um, yeah, I think he means non Xbox only. No, never mind. I don't, okay. I don't know. What well, that Royal continues saying, but... I don't get involved with BS console war anymore. I enjoy both. I'm not defending any corporation uh, who only has the interest in taking my money anyway. Game Pass has saved me money. Yeah, you spitting right Ooh. now. Uh, yeah, yo, look, yo, Game Pass is, later, a, is, is, is a great, it's a great service. And it's also their platform, in case anyone didn't know. So, uh, yeah, which it is. I, I, I love the I love to throw that out there because it's been pretty much confirmed now, and and people gave me so much shit when I first said it before. I know, but I mean, what you said makes sense to me. But whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, shout out to Jarrell asking, what do you what are your thoughts on the abandoned trailer being delayed until August? I think that the dude. Because we've only seen one guy so far behind mm. Abandon is in over his head. And yes. I think that uh, they got a lot more traction and attention than they thought they would. And now they're kind of scrambling because people have all these assumptions about what the game's going to be. And it's like, ooh. I mean, even though he's like, it's not going to be this, people are still saying, no, it's going to be this. They're still going with conspiracies. And I think people are going to be disappointed. I think he is aware that people are going to be disappointed, and I think he's worried about that backlash because it's probably going to be real ugly. I, that's yeah. what I think. What do you... Yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree completely. I, I think they really stepped in it when they did that tweet that insinuated they were working on Silent Hill. And then this whole the stuff where all the conspiracy theorists and the, the, the tenfold hat guys with, you know, it's, it's Kojima all along, only for it to not be Kojima. Like, now here you are in indie studio now have to live up to the expectation of a game that's of the same level of quality that kojima has done in the past that kind of sucks the dude you see that like i know everyone has seen the, the two videos the guy's done he looks depressed like it looks bad like he's i don't know what's going on there but i, I don't think this game is anywhere near what people's expectations are for it and I think they know that. I agree with Luca about that. And I also think that they don't, because they're an indie studio and their budget is whatever it is, they can't just go and, well, let's try to make turn this into a triple A game. That's not going to happen. So it, it is what I think he, they're in for a world of disappointment. And it's, and I feel bad for the, the, the devs that have been working on the game. It had nothing to do with the marketing <laughs> foolishness. Hey, if, if I was those developers, I'm like, if I could catch that social media guy in front of me. As Saber says, fuck around and find out, bro. It's about to be a badass time, dude. 
the, the Yo, thing I'm is, like, when, I, when I find you, the next time we have an in-person meeting, you and I are going to have a one-on-one. It's not going to be pretty. The thing is, how much of that is on the people rather than them? Because saying it begins with an S and an L could mean anything. There's plenty of games that start with an S and end with an L. Like Silent right. Hill is the only I game. I mean, those. that probably would have been my first thought too, though, to be honest. And I'm not even a Silent Hill fan. That that would have been my first guess. So yeah. they're making kind of a horror kind of game. It's called Abandoned, and then <laughs> and then you say <laughs> begins with an S, ends with an L. Like immediately, everyone goes to Silent Hill. Like I, I'm not even a fan of Silent Hill, and I read that tweet was like, "Oh, Silent Hill." I looked See, at look at the first twenty replies. Silent Hill, Silent Hill. Oh my God, Silent Hill! And it's just like, yo, you. If if it was a joke, they should have made it known it was a joke immediately. No, but what happens if it is S? It starts with an S and ends with an L, but it's not Silent Hill. They they would then they would be. We were right. You made it Silent Hill. We just said it started with an S and an L, which would be leading people on to believe. But then people took it a step further, and they have entire Reddit threads with like seventy different Come on, reasons. We, we know how gamers are. Like of what? So I think what. They, they wanted to do something which was get a bit of hype, and now it's snowballed out of control, and they're screwed at this point. Because as soon as it's not Silent Hill, people, all these people that think it's Silent Hill and giving you 50 reasons why it's Silent Hill and Hideo Kojima... <laughs> Glenn's just like, Sinister Hall? <laughs> they are going to go bonkers on these dudes. And it's not even their fault. Totally. Because, sure, you dropped the SNL, but I mean, it's it's gonna end badly because it's not Silent Hill. But see, look, their tweet said, "Guess the name." Abandon equals, in quotations, first I mean, in quotations in parentheses, first letter S, last letter L. Reveal closing in, dot 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 hashtag PS Five hashtag exclusive. Like. Why wouldn't anyone think this is why would why would we be guessing at the name of something that's completely like never been seen before? How what, what, why would I guess that? Like you, you know, like why how would I come up with the name of a game I haven't seen anything of besides some nice scenery and walking around with a gun? How would I figure out what this guess the name of that? Like this entire like purpose, like that social media account guy really screwed them. And when all the responses are saying Silent Hill, Silent Hill, Silent Hill, it should have been an immediate tweet or a quote under that tweet or or, a retweet quote from them saying, yo, it's not Silent Hill. Please, please, please chill on that. Well, they did. They, come out. they did come out and say that it wasn't silent. They they said yeah, that they, there's still they people did. going with the conspiracy that it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Satan will a sinister hill. <laughs> Y'all yeah. are funny. Sinister Hall. You guys are. You guys that's are why. Yeah, that's why yeah. I tweeted after he after even after Hassan came out and did his video. I was like, <laughs> the unfortunate thing is there's still people not even going to take this as fact. But they wait five hours to come out with that tweet saying we want to set things straight. 
I mean, well, five hours, and you know, you never know what five hours to them. they were. They were like, yeah. "Should we like derail this now, or should yeah. we just let the hype continue on?" I don't yeah, know, well, man. Well, you, I, mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you don't really kind of understand. Game. You well, you really don't kind of understand <laughs> the hype until you start seeing they being picked up by, you know, other media sites, and you kind of got to think that's when they really tightened down and came out with that extra response. It wasn't because, you know, because Twitter's one thing when people are like talking about it on Twitter in that little bubble. But once it got out of that bubble and you started seeing mainstream media start picking up on it, like, you know, starting to put the tweet around, you know, got them trying to figure it out and everything. And then and even they came up with the fact that, oh, it's got to be Silent Hill. Then that's when they were like, yo, we okay, yeah, definitely got to Cut I don't this know. Down. You, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, bro. Like, yeah, they, what that's what they tried to do. They tried um, to be it was a dumb tweet, and it. I won't say it was a. I ain't gonna say it was a dumb tweet. It's just you know, it wasn't a dumb tweet. It was somebody trying to be creative bro, with the. With, if, with if, the it's, if, it's a, if it's a brand new game from a. a well, title some people came up with that, some good names of the game. Like it, I seen a couple of that weren't Silent Hill that could be good things for a game to be named, but it's not even really. I don't even think it was really about them trying to even people trying to figure out what the name of the game was. It was just a way of trying to get the community engaged in something and it just backfired. Well, they got engaged. Well, they definitely got engaged. Yeah, that's what it was. So. They, it just backfired on them. Big I time. Mean, it's, I don't know, dude. It's a sucks. A sucks but Sony didn't come so. on it. But the thing is, Sony, if Sony knows that's not... Okay, this is the thing that kind of goes both ways, though. If Sony, if Sony knows what that game is, they could. They had said absolutely nothing. Well, Sony's all like, that. "Y'all go ahead and clean up your own mess." We're yeah, not it's like, there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, but it's that also comes back to the simple fact of it's like, all right, so you're just gonna let this the studio just, I guess, go through the motion of what they're going through because even when they put that, like, even when he put out the tweet saying they were delaying the app again. And they were pushing it to August. I felt like my man was like in hostage situations. I was like, yo, he don't want to do it. Like it's at, it got to a point where it seemed like it's not even fun doing the play, even making the game they're making anymore, because now they just have this expectations of a game that people want it to be that they truly don't. They truly know it's not. I mean, play stupid games. Winston yeah, surprises, I mean, bro, yeah. You know? don't make uh, it so, sweet like that. So some people believe. <laughs> some people still believe this Hassam guy is because they translated it and it's this whole Kojima thing. The thing is, he's registered as law as being the person in the, in a, in the Netherlands of this yeah. studio. So if that was if that isn't him and that's technically Kojima, then he just broke an international law. And he is not, he wouldn't do that. So it's one. not, nothing to do with Kojima, and it's not Silent Hill. So just let it go or roast the hell out of him when it comes out and it's not Silent Hill. Do yeah, I uh, I feel bad for that social media account. Hello, Ade. What up? What up? How's baby cow? Good. She's good. How's everybody doing this evening? Quite doing well. good, man. We're chilling. That's good. That's good. That's good. Y'all talking about abandoning? I'm sorry, what'd you say? I can't hear you on your Dollar Tree store um, mic. What? It's actually Dollar General, but come again. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Dollar General mics are $5 and not $1. <laughs> and you still got the red and blue side. What are you talking about? What are your thoughts about this whole abandoned blue box stuff? I mean, did they abandon the game? 
what happens with these type of things is that the internet grabs it and they just take it down. They start internet mining, start internet digging, right? It turns into some big old fiasco. And this game probably probably be a piece of shit. It's probably your piece of shit. <laughs> Man, it's probably gonna be trash, bro. But it probably I mean, will be. Uh, but I mean, more power to him if it's good. But I just don't. I don't like all the the subliminals. Right? I don't like this shit. Well, you know, now, I, I thought it was interesting back when they first showed the trailer. People thought it was like this. This is going to be. People didn't think it was going to be a good game based off, off of the the very little bit that they saw. I, I remember right. that being. But the, then the it instantly turned into like the greatest thing because the, oh, it's going to be Silent Hill. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's move on. Um, okay, so Meat Puppet wants us to talk about the chip slash console show. Okay, all day I got. I need you to mute your mic when you're not talking. You hear something? I'm by myself. Yeah, it's just I get feedback what the fuck on my you hear? I'm about to get off this podcast and do an exorcism. What's going on? What you hear? Did so you don't hear that thing behind you? Man, stop playing. Phasmophobia <laughs> for two. <laughs> it was definitely whispering your name for like a good five seconds. Wait, what? Yeah. Y'all know I'm black, right? Okay, <laughs> all right. Talk with me like that. Sorry, all day. I will. I'm gonna mute you on. Um, I'm if mute, that's I'm okay. Mute. Okay, thank you. We uh, gotta anyway. play. We gotta play fast before we like next time. If we play fast before we again, I'm streaming it. I mean, right. we got to because it was too funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, yeah. but everything is funny when all day is involved because he's a funny guy. But yeah, Richard. So, Richard. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Uh, okay, Meat Puppet says wants us to talk about the chip slash console storage or storage shortage and when we can expect more systems in the marketplace. Craig responded to him saying that's not going to change till 2022 per AMD. Slomo, you and I talked about this for a little bit. If you would just like to elaborate on what you told me, I would love to hear it. Sure. Give me give me one can you, can you get to someone else first? Because I sure. got hold on. All right, sure. Yeah, we can we'll come back to this meat puppet then. We'll come back to it. All right. Bunty wants us to talk about what the panel thinks about Xbox starting to do good in Japan. I think it's great. Um, I think it's a really a long time coming. Um, I think that considering how they've been doing in Japan, anything is anything is a boost, honestly speaking. But I think it's good that they are starting to bring in more. Um, they're trying to focus more on some Japanese IP and bringing certain titles like Yakuza, the Yakuza series to Game Pass and uh, attempting to show that they care about, you know. Well, the, they, they did something interesting, which is probably past part of the success because the biggest trend in Japan is these virtual YouTubers, you know, those like anime girls who are on like YouTube channels and they just do voiceover basically as they play games. Well, they're massive in Japan and Xbox paid two of them to promote Game Pass. So that, of course, is going to get some Japanese eyes on it because they watch these YouTubers so they'd understand, you know, and it's coming from them. So that would also help. And that's probably the best way to promote it in Japan is through the virtual YouTubers. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point there. So I think it's I think it's great. Do you have anything to say on this, Nautical? 
Uh, also, don't yawn on the mic. Like I mute wasn't yawning. Mute your, I heard another yawn, sir. I don't know. That was not me. Was. I don't know who it was. But if you're going to yawn, just mute yourself. I'm not trying to put forth the perception that I'm boring, okay? But go ahead. Look, you are, you are far from boring. You are a firecracker in the dead of night. You are you are not you Thank are not you. choir. So, yes. um I don't know, man. Um I'm trying to think. What was the question you actually asked so I could answer it the way <laughs> the right way? <laughs> I what does the panel think on. about Xbox starting to do good? No, I know Japan. about Japan. I, you know, she asked like a sub. You know, I'm so used to other podcasts where they ask you a question and they ask you a, uh, a, the question in a different way so you can answer it a different way. I just wanted to know. Um, no, it's good. Xbox being in Japan um, and actually, I mean, I guess if you're selling 15 systems and now you're selling 20 is a good thing. But who who really knows exactly what's going on? I mean, they're long play for the for Xbox isn't the console in general it's just to get that their uh, service on more devices out there we already know Game Pass um, is available on multiple platforms outside of just the console itself and they want to get that on as many of those po- those platforms as possible if they can put it on the Switch it would be a win if you can get Game Pass on the Switch where the Switch is literally one of the most dominant things when it comes to the Japanese marketplace that's where you will see it really really take off um, I don't think the infrastructure is truly truly there for the xCloud side of it yet it will get there sooner or later but we just haven't hit that critical mass where you can sit there and say i'm willing to play triple a type games on my mobile phone it's an awesome thing that you can do in your spare time when you ain't got like access to like your system right in and there but most people aren't going to try to play an experience like that where it's going to not be an optimum experience and i feel like in order for Game Pass to take off like that on a mobile side, it has to be more optimal than it is right now. But the fact that they're selling more systems is a good thing. It lets people know that Xbox is a system that people are actually clamoring for inside of that market. Especially that Series S, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, dude, well, it it fits in your pocket. It's First of all, let let me go ahead and cuck for the Series S. So I just recently bought an Xbox Series S. Shout out to Slow Mo for hitting me up and saying, bitch, they're selling them at retail. Go, go, go. I was able to pick one up from Amazon. Um, it's amazing. It's lightweight. It it plays Destiny the way I want it to be played. Okay. What does it play Destiny at? 160? 1080, 160? 60. I know. It's, is it you, 1080, you said, one, you said 160. Oh, yeah. ten. It's 1080, though, right? Or is I it 1440? So. I don't know, dude. I really mm-hmm. don't know. I All I know yeah, is that As long as it's 60. Yeah, um, and the and I'm sure some of you are wondering uh, why I bought a Series S when I have a Series X. I bought a Series S because my mom lives in California, and I live in Chicago. And when I go and visit her, I like to stay for long periods of time, but I like to be able to still, you know, game. So I bought the Series S so I can take it to California when I go and see my mom. Also, I bought... I brought my Series X one time to Cali, and security thought, like, security was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, is that a bazooka? bazooka. <laughs> like, you know, they were questioning it. Plus, the Series X, while small and compact, is extremely heavy, but the Series S is very small and cute, and it can fit in my bag. So that's why I bought it. I love it. I think it's great. I really i'm really enjoying the 60 frames experience i know that it got a lot of backlash and flack people are like why would anyone buy this series s uh for me it serves it's it's going to serve its purpose now i can 
go to Cali and I don't have to worry about missing out on destiny. That's, I mean, that's really what, that's really what I bought it for. Sick behavior on my part. I know. All right. Slow-mo. If no, you could don't, be, don't, don't be doing that, man. Don't be doing that. You get some of what he wants when he say shit like that. <laughs> uh, so bought a Series S for his kids, so he thinks it's a yeah. great. No, I'm, I'm not talking about the Series S. I'm talking about the the Destiny slander. Don't. don't oh, do yeah. You get some of what he wants when you say stuff like that. <laughs> All right, Samo, if you could explain the chip shortage, where it's stemming from. A Capono wants to know why it's considered a shortage. If I, what did he say? Hold on, I'm sorry, Capono. I, 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 I read what he said. It? Okay. Why uh, when, when they are outselling um, right. the, uh, the previous generation at that point? Okay, great. They're go ahead and explain the, it because I am going to go grab something to eat real quick. So I will be right back. So if you could just like just keep talking, matter of fact, exactly. just, keep, just keep going. Yeah. So the difference between this generation and last generation is there are way more gamers out there right now. And the the actual demand is way higher than what it was back in 2013 when they, they were being sold before every year there are more gamers in the gaming industry and every year it has grown to the point where now you look at the gaming industry you can have xbox doing their own thing playstation doing their own thing nintendo doing their own thing they all have a different philosophy on how to sell stuff how to sell games and how they sell how they sell their platforms and they are all making profit like it's not like how it was at one point where the gaming industry could not support three platforms and therefore sega got about here so because sega wasn't selling enough consoles to justify them being the first party platform holder with sony and nintendo in the arena outselling them now Xbox can be outsold and still be profitable. That's the way things are now. They, the demand is different in 2021 than it was in 2020. And so the reason, yeah, yeah yes, I did hear the the yawn, Luca. Force out here, yawning still while people talk. I was yawning. Like, I'm sitting right here. You're the only one that's not muted, and you're yawning. I'm not yo. I'm not even nowhere near the mic. I got my head laid back in the chair. And I didn't even look at you. My I, I would have been snoring bro, if lying. anything. It wouldn't have been nothing about no yawning. Why, why are you lying? That's just lying, you just want a cat, bro. Just go ahead. Not, go how ahead am I cat? Go, what go what, what cat is there? Listen, Explain this is not how DPS I'm casting about you lying. This is not DPS podcast. This is Scumcast. Can you? Okay, well, you know, on DPS podcast, you finish your point. You eat during the show. I didn't eat during the show, and then. When I called off for eating, you lied about eating. This part of the this, committed this, that you were eating. So now today you're yawning on the I would show. Like to, I would like to. Inter- oh, I would God. like to. I would like to interrupt your scheduled scumcast briefing with this brief trailer and introduction for Slumbo Backslap. This all we want you to do is actually, uh, if you got a yawn, mute your mic, man. I wasn't. I didn't yawn. Everyone heard you yawning, yo. You like literally the only Death person here. Singer didn't hear me yawn. He ain't said nothing. Death Singer is on mute. You don't know what he, he heard. He he did he, he, he unmute. I did not hear a yawn. Thank you, Singer. Seriously, <laughs> thank go you. Go somewhere. So you just, like, just, <laughs> thank you. Mute yourself back up because go, go back Death Singer of all people, <laughs> I know Death Singer. He'll be like, "Yo, Forte, you was yawning." He would have unmuted so quick to no, say, he, "I was, no, I was wouldn't. yawning." No, he wouldn't. Go, is, go, look, look. go ahead. Uh, back, let me get back to my point. I was about, listening. 
Thank you. Continue. Well, maybe he could hear you the saying, yawn so over well. me speaking, but I heard the yawn, and so did plenty of the people in the audience. So anyway. Continue, slow-mo. The, uh, the shortage, there is a shortage, and using the, 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 uh, using the rationale that because current, the, the new consoles are outselling what the old consoles were doing at that, at that point in time, not understand, not taking into account there's an eight year difference and a lot changes in eight years. That's just doesn't work. Mm. So what you, what you need to do is look at what the demand is and if they are meeting demand. If there wasn't a chip shortage, there wouldn't be a thriving aftermarket of scalpers on eBay. If there wasn't a chip shortage, you could go into your your regular, your local Best Buy, your local Walmart, your local Target, and just pick up the console no, that you want. No, you wouldn't. What? You wouldn't be able to walk into no store just yet. I understand what your premise is. You're, okay, so you're, you're saying you're, at this point in time, no, last generation, everything was. was sold oh, I'm talking out about everywhere. now. I'm talking about now. Last generation, yeah. I'm talking well, about that's right what I'm now. talking yeah. about. That's what I'm saying in comparison to last gen. Like, like. Eight I'm just saying you wouldn't later, be. I'm just saying even if it was no chip shorter right now, you still wouldn't be able to walk into a store and grab a system, even if there was no chip shortage. You wouldn't be able to. That's what I'm saying. Why? Because they don't want you to walk into it. Listen, it, this is well, no. They don't want you to. You're, 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 so you're saying they're intentionally not making enough consoles no, on purpose because no, no, they, they huh? have enough chips. What? what? Did I did, you, did I say anything about the? I said if there was not a chip shortage, you still would not be able to walk into a store and buy these consoles. Maybe, Why? You know, I take that back. Maybe Xbox, not PlayStation though. Maybe Xbox, not PlayStation. So you're because, saying that because the demand shortage, for PlayStation is just so high that even if no, they the had enough, for PlayStation is the fact that you can't you can't go into a store and buy it. Still, it's not about the Sony's not Sony is not they're not online only because Sony has a chip shortage. They're online only because Sony seven eight months ago told people or told retailers not to put them in stores. That's why they're not there until Sony lifts that. You're not going to be able to walk into a store and buy them. If Xbox they, is completely you don't different. Think that they if, they, don't if they had, if they were able to keep up with the band, that they would actually allow them to be in stores. Not, not right now. They, they no, not until maybe in the very near future because restrictions are being lifted across the country. Now that these restrictions on, um, on gatherings and stuff is being lifted that I think you're closer and closer to what you're saying. You will be able to walk into a store, but at the moment, as of right now, you are still not able to because you, they still have restrictions in certain States and Sony's not going to lift that restriction where they say you can't sell them in store until most of the country are, is open to the fact where you could just walk in the store and get them. Okay, but that is more right. of a, like the sale of these systems are more tied to the fact that Sony like you can still buy these systems online. These retailers, most retailers have these systems in stock online. They just pick certain times during the day or during the week to release them. And when they release and, and them, they release they're them. They're doing that back. because of scalpers because they don't, they, they want to no, try to make doing it that because of, They're doing that. You're right. They're doing that because of scalpers. But why do you think they won't put them in stores? It's because Sony doesn't want them in stores right now. 
Sooner or later, they'll put them in stores. I just no one knows when. And once they put them in stores, then you're going to see the demand. No one really truly knows what the demand of these systems are, because about who knows how many scalpers have systems right now. There could be seven million systems out there. It's probably not that many. It could be like it's probably like two or three million systems out there scalped. It could be. We don't really know. There are, there are actually the numbers uh, out there on the exact number. Well, c- close estimate numbers. Of well, do you know what they how were? How many have been have been scalped? It, it's it's not that many, but it's. Well, it's I a know. I, all number. I know is Sony but, came out and was ta- they came out with their. I forget what it was. They came out with their their press release, not press release, but they came out with a uh, statistic saying that the PlayStation. Five has a lower attach rate than expected, and most of that has to do yes. due to the fact that there's so many people that have. It's like the scalpers are really considering that sold, number, but because it wasn't sold to a customer that actually is going to use that system at that time, those systems aren't getting services like PS Plus or PS Now. Exactly. They're not. There aren't being games attached to that particular model number serial number of that yep. particular playstation 5 and therefore the attach rate is significantly lower for the compared to the playstation 4 because there are no though th- not no not no overall but like there's a significant number of units that are just sitting collecting dust somewhere and being purchased yeah, now I also when, think- there, when there is yeah, when with scalpers do this because they can't do it because they know there's limited stock for what the demand is. And that's really the point of it. Like scalpers aren't going to can't scalp when there is enough supply that people can ignore them and just get it at retail. Then no one's going to go to a scalper and pay three times the cost when they can just get it from at MSRP at their local retailer, whether it's online or not. Right. So that's the issue. And Luca wants me to touch in on the company that creates the chip. And it's not AMD. AMD designed it, yes, but it's TMSC. Yeah, TMSC is a Taiwanese company. They are the biggest supplier, the biggest chip what maker in the world. What was the name of that company you said? TMSC? Where are they from? No, did it, where are they from? Taiwan. What was the other word you said? I said Taiwanese. Okay. okay. You don't know what you know what? Don't be interrupting me because <laughs> you don't know words, okay? No, I know anyway. words. I just wanted, to, I just wanted to hear you repeat the word again. I said it correctly the first time. Okay. I said it correctly. I just wanted, hey, anyway. this, this is Scumcast keeping you on point. Keep going. Anyway, so they and this this is the information that I saw like watching all of the, the tech channels discuss this, the information that they got. They see the higher demand, but they also see it as a temporary thing. The pandemic also caused this. It was a perfect storm of the pandemic, plus the consoles launching, plus NVIDIA and AMD dropping new generational architecture for for their products, RDNA 2, Ampere. So they saw that perfect storm of everything releasing all at once and the demand and and the the amount of chips they they were able to make the amount of foundries that they have to make the chips to meet the demands it's not enough they also don't feel like building new foundries and spending all the money the billions they would have to spend to do that is worthwhile when 
once the pandemic's over, once enough people you've hit a critical mass of like the people who are really, really, really wanting a console, and then it starts to kind of level out. Once all that's done, you got all this additional resources to make ships that you don't need anymore. So they're not trying to come off of the actual suppliers to to the to that company TMSE that is actually providing other other products to, to help them make the chips. They don't want to increase their 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 capacity. No one wants to, to increase their capacity when they feel like three years from now it was wasted for nothing. And so yeah, they're right now they're making record profits. It's never been better for them. Why they're like, why am I going to reinvest in something that may not be a long term thing? And so, although it sucks for us because they know they have a need and they chose not to do anything about it, it it is what it is. Now, the U United States government has has come to their attention because now it's not just gaming, it's not just computers, it's not just GPUs. Some of these these chips that this this company makes also go to automobile makers for for the the, the CPUs for the vehicles like you know some smart cars not smart cars but like electric vehicles and things like that. So they are competing with the Apple, the Apple, the the micro Microsofts, the Sony's, the Nvidia's, the AMD's on getting getting chips too for their vehicles and they have lobbyists and those lobbyists work with the government and the government now was like okay what do we need to do to remedy this and the government is offering money free money basically to have new foundries built so that supply and demand can be met now that's all I know as of right now. I don't know if that's actually going to to come into play where they're actually going to get those foundries made off of government off the government's dime free money. But even if they did, it's not going to guarantee like it's not going to change anything immediately. Like next month, everything's available now. It doesn't work that way. It takes time to get that stuff set up. It takes time to get supply, more supply created. And then it takes time to actually build the consoles and then package them, have them shipped. So, look, it's 2022. You know, it, unfortunately, we're probably going to go into this holiday with the same lack of. Okay, I'm of, back. Bye. Okay, what's up, Luca? Uh, thank yeah, thank but, you so gonna, much for your explanation, even though it took you about 15 minutes to get there because you would not stop I, I, You know, I did not. I'm not even done and you cut with, me off. So. Uh, oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so so the, to, to finish up, essentially, it's going to it's going to take it to probably 2022 before we can start to get to a actual normal method of getting these consoles again. And more than likely, you're going to roll into this holiday with the same frustrations where people are, are trying to get systems for for the holiday, for Christmas, whatever, and they still aren't able to do it. So th there's that. I'm done. I'm sorry. Maybe I thought. Muted. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I thought like when you were like. I'm not done yet, Luca. You had more, so I muted so I could eat my croissant, <clears throat> my eggs, you know? 
other eggs, you know, egg, it doesn't take a long time to make eggs, guys. But thank you so much for that explanation, Snowma. I really do appreciate it. And I hope that is, um, I hope that was to meet puppets' uh, satisfaction. Really do appreciate it, Slow. No problem. Okay, so Drinza says Microsoft should buy Anthem and redo it for like 2025. Mm, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know about that. Anthem is not worth see here's the deal now with Anthem. Anthem, the IP, the brand is not worth anything. This is the reason why EA decided not to go forward with Anthem next, because the brand of Anthem quote unquote has been damaged so poor so hard harshly that even if it was a quality game ea did not believe people would even pay attention and then also with the fact that you know you already swindled people out of 60 70 bucks depending on you know which version of it you got which edition you got people will want it for free give me the game that i thought i was buying when you when you first showed the game, so that's on EA now. Microsoft buying the IP from them with what studio to make the game? Like if you don't get Bioware to get it, then to do it, then who would do it? That it, it just it would be a bad move, I think. Yeah, I can't say I disagree with that, bro. Um, okay, cool. Let me see here. Hold on. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he said, "Why is that journalist salty about Forza Five? Okay, so okay. He's talking about, uh, there's this article that was put out uh, saying, is Forza 5 going to be on the PlayStation 5? Um, I saw it and I was just kind of like, okay. And I kept it moving. I was like, obviously it's not. And I didn't even bother touching it. But I did see an interesting back and forth on Twitter in which uh, there was a discussion about why the journalists decide to cover this, right? So um, one of the, one of the uh, I don't know if this is the guy who wrote it, but... Uh, Zachary Bodie, body, I don't know, uh, who works for Windows Central, quote retweeted. I guess I could show you. Yeah, I'll show you guys. Hold on. Um, was this the discussion where one of them was? Well, well, I think was it Jez Corden said that they did it because they wanted to stay in yeah. the, the Google al algorithm, the search results algorithm. Yep. So yeah. uh, Zachary Body Bodie. Bot okay, Bodie, whatever Zachary says, <laughs> Oh, yeah, go ahead and trash journalists. I had to write about this too. Uh, do you know why? Because people were searching for it. Sometimes we write articles that have obvious answers because it may not be obvious to the people reading that article, other people exist. Um, <laughs> and then he got some very colorful replies. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Wandering Dutch was like, Then don't write it you know, have some integrity. You're not forced to write anything. And then Jez is like, actually, yes. And Jez from Windows Central, um, tech blogger from Windows Central is like, yes, he is because I'm, I'm the sources because I'm his boss, right? And, du and Dutch was like, you know, why did you make him write it then? And then Jez is like, Google demanded it. People search for it. If we don't write it, it, it erodes our search authority in the algorithm versus websites that do write it. The algorithm ultimately pays the bills. I like paying my bills. Many normies don't often genuinely just don't know. It's an innocent question, you know? And then um, Dutch is like, you know, sorry that y'all have to write trash <laughs> and then deal with the backlash. Apologies, you know? And just like no one actually likes it, but sadly that's how Google's built the website. 
but it's also a service to normies. Our network's number one article of all time is how to take a screenshot on an iPhone. If you don't know something, you search for it. Speaking of, I asked That's my true. grandma to take a screenshot on her iPhone for me to sit and send it to me. She's like, I don't know how to do that. And I was just like, <laughs> so, you know. That's why that's the highest search term on the internet when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah, so you know the algorithm determines it all. It's it's the same with um YouTubers, you know, and you know uh, Google and YouTube are connected, so it's why you see YouTubers like making clickbait uh, videos as well, uh, and you or you see YouTubers all of them covering the exact same topic, discussing the same topic. It's because they want to be able to stay in the search algorithm. Because if they stay in the search algorithm, they get views. They get the views. Uh, if they're monetized and people don't have like YouTube Red, they get the cash. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. I have a. Um, you still get it if you got re YouTube Red. Oh well, that's good to know then. Yeah. So uh, I, I personally, you guys know how I feel like about gaming journalists. I don't like them uh, with a few exceptions. Jez is one of the exceptions because that's my guy. And then Jason Schreier is one of the exceptions because he's like, even though he's a tool personality wise, he he's, good at, his direct, job. You know? he's good at his job. You know, so, um, but I can, I understand the feelings of frustration when you're, you know, mining, you're trying to pay your bills and your boss has you writing something that you're like, damn, I know I'm about to get flamed for this. <laughs> but, and I think personally, even though I personally think the Forza question, it's, it's a dumb one, but I can see people asking about it. I don't have a problem with this guy's response. My, my issues with gaming journalists, it, and when it, when it, when they start doing, that social shit and they start wiling and start saying mm -hmm. crazy stuff like why you don't need to see Miranda's thick ass with you or something like that. That's when I start having issues with gaming journalists. Like when it's stuff oh, like that. Oh, I put a Joy-Con, you know, up a butthole or something like that. Like something Damn. yeah, ridiculous. Like what, what are you doing here? Yeah. How did this get approved? Yeah. Right. So, and I mean, but they uh, Jazz did confirm it's for money obviously oh, everything absolutely. is for money so i get it um i'm not a fan like i said i'm not really a fan of gaming journalists jazz being the exception because that's my guy like i said before but i can understand the frustration behind this guy over here and honestly it's a harmless it's a harmless topic which is why i didn't get fake mad or and i didn't say anything about it on twitter because i don't care it's like not that big of a deal you guys know once again i only cover when they just start uh, why Playing Mass Effect, they should get rid of the Spectres because space cops are bad. <laughs> like stuff like that, you know, and that's like a real article. So Yeah, that was a dude that didn't play the game. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. I, I'll get it. I'll get it. Um, all right. Anyway, we can move on from that and go to the next topic. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Okay. Um, Jorinza. All right. So sub Negro says. If Microsoft ever sold the Xbox division, who do y'all think would be a great fit? So I personally think that's never going to happen as that's it stands right now. Happen. But if they yeah, had if they had sold the Xbox division, I would like it to be like a, you know, and Zaire's talked about this a lot. So I'm getting this from Z, but it's like I would want them to be like just their own separate entity uh, with the focus on gaming and what's right for gaming as a whole from their viewpoint. I think if the Xbox division had spun off and was its own corporation, separate from Microsoft, uh, Game Pass would probably not be a thing. And exclusives would probably still be like the norm. What do you guys think? That would be interesting if, especially now today with Bethesda being under that as well, how that would look. And they would go back, probably like likely go back to, 
I agree with you, a traditional model because they wouldn't be able to front the money necessary to make Game Pass work and or at least make it work the way it, it is currently working right now. I I would say, you know, Sega. I'm gonna go with Sega. It would be great if Sega could take over to uh, 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 take over the Xbox division. And Why Sega? Because they have the experience and being a platform holder in the past, and and I think they're they they made good product, they made good games, and their their consoles were good. It's just they at the time the gaming industry at that time wasn't able to, to support three platform holders, and they were the odd man out. I think that's different now. Clearly, is different now based upon based upon how all three platform holders right now are are sustaining themselves and making a profit so i think sega could just you know take what they what they already have built and then go even further and they could start stop taking will stop putting the games that they publish on other platforms and just put it on the the sega slash xbox platform so imagine the next persona game is exclusive to that uh, the, the next uh, Shin, Shin Megami Tensei, everything that they publish that they that they have under them would would be in there. I think it would, I think they'd be all right. They would be definitely self sustaining. Oh man! All right, uh, so I'm not gonna say the full name, but BG's whistle uh, says <laughs> what? Can, oh, wow. can Forte please sing Billie Jean by Michael Jackson? All right, go no. ahead, go ahead, Uncle. I'm I'm out, I'm out and leaving. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's Billy Jean. It's not my lover. Oh, he's just a girl. Thinking I am the one. Voice yeah, of an angel. That's all you get. Not my son. Yeah, we go. That's all we're gonna get. That's all you get. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Great question. Okay. So let's get to Yobi's topics. Um. All right. So Wait, I can't answer that question. What question? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Jesus. Slow, sorry, slow, go ahead. Slow, I guess someone knocked it out the park. I don't think it. Th- okay. So the problem with this, this question is I don't think Sony would ever, uh, not Sony, Xbox could sell Xbox at this point because the direction they went in, I don't think any other company can sustain it. And Xbox is really built on the ecosystem that Microsoft provides it. You know, when it comes to the online ecosystem, everything being tied through Azure and the cloud network, Xbox Live being tied completely into that network on top of it. You're it's a lot of it's a lot of infrastructure work that you would have to have built on the back end of your company already in order to take on something as big as Xbox in what it is. Maybe Sony could do it if they can get it at a reasonable price at a fire sale. I think Sony will be able to do something with it because they already have that infrastructure. Um but I think I do kind of agree with you more on the side that you were talking about is hopefully they can become their own entity when it comes to this thing. But ultimately, it just comes down to the decisions they made over the course of the last generation, whereas they're completely going against the norm when it comes to how they distribute their games and the overall focus of the of the brand. I just think at a certain point, Xbox would just sell or fire sell all the developers and all of the um, studios underneath them. And maybe they would just sell the Xbox name itself to somebody else. But I think the things that are under Xbox would be sold separately 
um, to some to just different studios or different publishers because they just wouldn't be able to sell the whole name just based on what the whole you know what the whole platform is based on now microsoft's the only one i think right maybe amazon or google if you if if that's if they're still interested in gaming that would probably be the only people i think that would be fundamentally able to do what microsoft does with xbox but outside of those behemoths um that's it maybe ea that's that's it all right sweet uh what about you singer i'm sure you have an answer for this well, I was I'm under the same uh, opinion as Forty on this. Like, to, if they were to spin it off, the asking price would be beyond the reach of most people. Like, it would have to be one of the big boys. So either like a Google or an Amazon or an Apple. I have hell, even Facebook. I mean, they got cash out the wazoo. Um, but I would more think instead of selling to them, it would become its own thing. I did that. That would be the more likely scenario. It'd be its own entity, and that's my thoughts on it. Anyone else? No, you know I think what's they uh, just said. What's they just had a really good one. I think yeah, Apple. I think would probably be the leading candidate for that if they ever really did want to just get into gaming. Uh, they already have top set box for their living room when it comes to Apple TV. If they did want to front something like um, Game Pass, they have the infrastructure to probably do it. And that could basically replace their Apple Arcade. Honestly, oh, it would be, be a better version of Apple Arcade because you would actually have the the first party might of everything that Xbox already has with all their studios and stuff. And then they are even more wealthier than Xbox is or Microsoft in general. So um, that's one, that's definitely a good one right there, uh, Aronimus. I, I didn't even think about that. I was thinking of Tencent, but then I remember this an American company and they ain't selling shit to China. So, Stadia's um, trash all day. Nobody's, no, Stadia's trash. <laughs> so, right, yeah. cool. Okay, oh, sorry. Hello, sorry. Are, are you done? Yep. Okay, cool. I, I, I want to push back on the thought that Apple or Facebook or not Apple, but Facebook or Google or Amazon would do this because I think that they don't have any like they already we already know they tried to get into the gaming industry through the cloud method. I don't think they have any um, expectations to ever do anything that would be involve an actual physical console, having to do the, the, the research and development to get it created. All the whole entire process and expense. Oh, I don't think of, it would be a system anymore. If, if if Apple if they bought it, it would just be online. It would just be Game Pass on whatever they do or whatever they do. It wouldn't be a system though if they bought it. All so right, I agree with you on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Let's see here. Okay. Let's get to Yobi's questions. Okay. So Yobi says. What keeps you up at night staring at the ceiling when you cannot sleep? Okay, so My usually you, you usually <laughs> I'll, I'll add context that to, I'll add some context to that what Lucas does. Okay. Uh usually <laughs> when I'm up and I can't fall asleep, it's because I'm angry and stressed or anxious about something. And so that's usually why I'm not able to sleep. Like if I if I am real mad at somebody and I'm just like 
thinking about how angry I am and I haven't had the chance to like get that anger out. That'll keep me up or if I'm anxious about something up. But go ahead, Nautical. Um, I was in a car accident in 2016 and I have a rod in my leg. So that's kind of the only thing that keeps me up late at night, mostly like when I can't sleep. Um, I, um, I don't really get nervous or anything like that. So that type of stuff that like anxiety and stuff like that really doesn't keep me up late. Um, the biggest thing with me is just like comfortability. It's like every once in a while, I'll just be laying there. It's like, God dang that leg, my leg hurt for some reason. And then I can't go back to sleep. Cause I'm one of those people. Like once I wake up after being sleep, like sleeping really good, it takes like an hour and a half for me to fall back to sleep. That's when I'm looking at all of the crazy comments on Twitter and all that other crazy stuff. And then I'm just, it's kind of messed up after that point but uh like right now we have a thunder like a tornado warning in our um area and i've been feeling pain in my leg the whole day so i can only imagine when i decide to go to sleep tonight how long it's going to take me to go to sleep because it's just been bugging me all day okay um context for yeah. me <laughs> for me i i don't really like i i, I it's, it's a blessing and a curse, probably, because, like, I just feel my eyes getting heavy. I, I just go lights out. Like, it could be a thunderstorm, and I ain't going to hear it. People will be like, did you hear the th thunder that was shaking the house last night? And I'll be like, no, I was fast asleep. So, I, I nothing really keeps me awake. The only thing that keeps me awake is probably other people. When I have other people over, that, that that's the thing that keeps me awake. You know, DJ Callie's back. What's up, Callie? Ooh, you heard me. Forte, what the fuck you talking about, dog? What's going on, man? What 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 keeps you up late at night, man? You're singing. Well, I can do it again. <laughs> can we do it again? Nah, nah. We good. We gotta learn the words first. Thunder player. in the lightning. Oh Lord, have mercy, Forte. What's up, man? Oh, well, people pay. Hey, well, somebody told me you're that over I was here talking here. about people's words, but you thought that for so long and just don't give a fuck that he was saying holes in a napkin and not an Afghan. So, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, look, back <laughs> I, mean, I was going off of what I heard, right? And, and, and just, just for future, just, just to counter, to give you a counterpoint, okay, didn't that guy make fun of him for rhyming everything together and especially saying the word napkin over and over? Um, I don't know because it is a trope that he does that. So yeah, fuck out of here. <laughs> anyway, more no. holes in the Afghan. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. But yeah, yeah. Uh, real, real, real answer to your question now. Uh, real uh, shit. Nothing, bro. I sleep when I want. Nothing keep me up. Maybe after watching a couple of Nuke Top Five videos, I might stay up a little bit. You know, but uh, other than that, just. When I was younger, darkness used to keep me awake. Darkness, okay. everyone. Darkness. Yeah, darkness. I used to, yeah, like, I, I, used to yeah. used to, I used to lay there all stiff and frozen and shit, thinking shit's moving in, in the dark and shit, and it's not. Just my eyes be playing tricks yeah. on me and shit. Yeah, this goes back to that same question that someone asked. Someone asked another question, like, uh, I forget what it was, but we were talking about what, like, we were scared of or something that night and stuff, and you just talking about at night. Like, I went to go see the original like aliens and stuff when I was real young. And I remember for like probably a good five or six years, I was afraid to shut my door because I felt like a freaking alien is going to come out the closet and kill me. And I was like, I can't sleep mom. 
if an so, alien was up in your house, bro, a closet's not going to deter. Oh, no, but no, it was just the fact that in the second movie, that was one of the the more successful sparse stuff where an alien was he like burnt butt up into the door, and the door opened up behind him in the closet, and the alien killed them from inside the closet. So every time I traumatized you a little so, bit. Yeah. So every ever since I saw that one thing, it was like I would be afraid to go in my closet at night when I was in my room by myself. But yeah, all your clothes in the door. corner, huh? No, dude, I have them all in a basket. <laughs> see, see, it's a funny thing you say that because for me it was the chest burster. Oh, see, the chest burster. I always got thought you. a face hugger, you know, in, in the night, and then it just, you know, obviously when it bursts out, and I, that, that that was me when I first saw that. I, I was so petrified. Yeah, it was. If just... I go to sleep, something's gonna jump on my face. I ain't gonna know about it, and then when I wake up, this shit's just gonna burst. <laughs> Yeah, it's just crazy. Like it, like I said, in general, the movie didn't bother me. It was just that one scene when he went into that, and it, he turned around and that closet door opened, and it, 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 he he didn't make it out. Man, I and didn't brush my teeth for like six months after watching Candyman. Oh man, I was scared, bro. <laughs> he said, "No looking in the mirror, huh?" Nope. What, what about you, Slow? <laughs> you can brush your teeth without looking in the mirror. Okay, Slow Mo. What? About you? <laughs> what? Oh, come on. Um, no, I nothing keeps me up at, at night except for video games and, and ankles. No, nah, video games anyway. <laughs> no, no, seriously, I, I, I need to go to bed sooner. And this is something that everyone's told me. And uh, even Luca has jumped uh, multiple times, told me, uh, bro, why are you still sending screenshots to Twitter? From the games you playing at two in the morning, and I'm like, I know, I know. So, uh, yeah, on your part, to be honest, I, I know, I know. So, yeah, like that's that's it, really. Well, once I get in bed, though, I'm out. I'm out like a light immediately. Like somebody flip a switch, and I'm gone. But okay, it's getting cool. in bed. That's you just got to get there first, huh? Right, right. Let's see here, Yobi says, "Are you at ease with any of your weaknesses?" Well, I mean, it. I guess it depends on the weakness. I'm at ease at the fact that I'm a bitch. You know, like oh. I'm just, a, I'm just a bitch. She's not. She's not lying. <laughs> it's a facade. A facade? Me? No, I'm a. I'm a. I'm nicest a person cool on the planet, person. bro. Oh my god! Thank you all day. It's so kind. But uh, what was the question? What it is? Are you uh, at ease at any of your weaknesses? No. So are you are you okay with some of the things that are not the greatest about yourself? Of course. Perceived weaknesses. Oh, I, I'm very in tune with myself, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm very in tune with myself as well. Yeah. And, I, I'm um, fine. I, I know say, I suck at certain things. Pause, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not at ease because I want to be better, you know? I want to be better than how I am now. Well, it who does I am affect your, you know, per perfectionist type attitude. Yeah. yeah, I do have that kind of personality <laughs> type. I have a very... um. I want more particular, you know, like I feel like I set goals for myself, but once I achieve them, I still feel empty. That kind of thing. So. Yeah, it sucks. God, thank you, Jeffrey. Bless. Um, for me, I'm, I'm not at peace with my weaknesses. I think I try to continue to work on them. And when I, I notice that I'm, I'm doing something that is not good, I recognize it isn't good, but I've done it again. I always try to try to like, all right, let's do better next time kind of thing. So I would say no, I'm not I'm not at peace with mine. Yeah. What are you forte? Uh partially. I mean, I I I think my biggest weakness is I, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt 
on everything pretty much i mean it takes a lot for a person to really in my mind feel like they wronged me to a point um but i'm one of those people like once i get to that point i kind of just disassociate myself with you completely like you don't exist in my world at that point because i give people such a long leash to get to that point um but i continually keep doing it so i'm definitely at ease with it but I've definitely gotten better um, in improving on the fact that everybody just can't be trusted out here. And sometimes you just got to kind of look at it in a situation and be like, okay, is, are they here for you? Or are they here just because of what you could actually give them? Because I kind of come across that a lot in life. Um, kindness is um, taken for weakness in a lot of cases and stuff. So um, more of a naive uh, perception on the whole thing, but I try to, um, be better with that every time I get a chance to, but I definitely am at ease with the fact that I know it's something that's a part of me and I'm probably never going to ever change it. All I could do is make it better and better um, each time that I see that situation pop up. I'm at ease with my weaknesses that I know I can't change, uh, but the ones I can, I seek to improve on those weaknesses. All right, very, very, Good very answer. topic. Um, okay. And one thing here. for me, I only write down my weaknesses or any issues that I do have instead of speaking about love, just because yeah. I don't want to put that into the universe. That's a good point, Lionel. I could use bigger goals. Um, okay, let's see here. What's the number one thing that brings you peace? M music? Music? Peace? Yeah, brings you peace. Oh, of course he says that. What do you say? Xbox. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said Xbox. <laughs> yo, I had to. The opportunity was there, yo. Uh, for me, um, I would say reading. Uh, I'm at peace when I read. And now I will also say uh, playing with my kids. Um, whenever I, I got like something on my mind um, or something, something's bothering me. My my kids seem to have like that to be that perfect remedy for that. They'll say something completely like cute and adorable, and I'm just like, oh wow, you're so innocent. <laughs> or you know, just like messing around with them and like playing games around the house and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, family, just like slow mo, um, that brings me the most peace because it comes to a point where if I leave to go, like when I go to conference or something like that, what we were doing it. Um, I can't sleep in a, a bed without my wife next to me because I just don't feel comfortable. I just feel more in tune with just everything when I know I can walk in a house, even if I don't go upstairs and like see them right in the air. Like today, I came home straight from work, just screamed up the stairs, hey, babe, said hi to the kids and came straight in the basement. The fact that I know they're there uh, and I have them in my life is all the peace I need. But when I know they're not here, Whenever they're like, they go out of state. Matter of fact, I think I, I actually talked to Slobo. I was like, man, I, I'm bored out of my mind because they had left it went to DC for a weekend. And I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Now I can go play a game like like Singer does. And that will basically, you know, kind of camouflage it. But the moment that I'm like sitting by myself and just thinking, I'm like, man, this is boring. This is dumb. I'm like, my family not here. It, they just bring me so much peace and tranquility. It's it's unbelievable. No, my re my real answer that was tough. No, that was your real answer. You can't go. No, back no, now. no, no. My actual real answer is what brings me most peace is music. Like music can 
if I feel like down about something or something anxious or anything, I have a playlist for a particular mood and I can throw it on and it just relaxes me and I'm like, okay, I'm cool now. Let me go about what I gotta do. So it's music for me. Yeah, I say uh, music for me as well. Okay, um, let's see here. And then top five things that make you smile or make you happy. Um, oh, this is good. Yes. Wait, what friends? was it about? What brings us peace? Yes. Oh, yeah, I think you skipped me. Did I? Yep. Okay, uh, I think uh, probably family and laughter. That's about it. Maybe a little bit of marijuana, but that's about it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, top five things that make you happy. So I'll go first. Uh, uh, music, my friends, my family, reading, and gaming. Y'all? You said top uh, five? Top yeah. five things that make you happy, yes. Ooh. Um... I'll go then. Music, um, family, friends, um, and then a picture of Phil Spencer and Gabe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, I'll, go ahead. Go ahead, for it. No, go, ahead, go ahead. Um, family, of course. Um, gaming, um, music. Actually. Working to an extent where I see I'm making an impact on other people. Like my assistant manager just got promoted to a store manager the past two days. So seeing that, um, seeing that brings me a lot of happiness because it shows that I can actually help other people outside of just myself. And um, honestly, just, just oh well, and then going just going places and stuff. Like I'll I'll go sit at on the the riverbank or the lake by me and just kind of just staring out there just like okay what's next so just calmness that's kind of another thing that kind of brings me a lot of peace that makes me happy too okay cool. um for me i would say reading reading playing video games time with family i would say two two really kind of unique from other people sense of accomplishment like you ever have that feeling when like let's say for example you your car was filthy and you washed it and then like decided to clean out the inside you basically detailed your car and then once you're done and you know you finished it and you see where it, you think about what it looked like before you started and where it is now you're just like man that looks beautiful now like that 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 feeling of i've completed something and i'm proud of what i did uh just yeah that that's that's that probably gives me a lot of happiness sometimes i at work it, when i uh, i nail a project and there's nothing there's nothing wrong there's everything got in, installed and 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 was put in correctly there was no issues whatsoever and people that appreciation i get from other people that's uh that that's that's also a, I get some happiness from that too. So those are those are my two. Five, I mean. Hmm. Okay, go ahead, all day. Uh makes me smile or happy. Uh let's see. Probably uh slow mo watching people's ankles. Um 
Probably Lucas Dane short. Um, what else makes me laugh? Makes me happy. No, I'm just joking. Um, basically, yeah, family. I think achieving personal goals is nice for me. Um, food it makes me smile when you have a nice come home, nice good meal. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else? You said five things. I got three. Mm, music and traveling. Facts. All right, sweet. Or being guys. creative. There you go. Just being creative in general. I love when you're creative because you start doing music and that's fun. I do other things too, but yeah, music is one of my favorites. What other things do you do? Porn. But yeah. Uh, how's that creative? You ever wait, never mind. Let's talk about after. Is is wait, is it tea time? Okay, let me stop. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a one. Uh great. Let me go ahead and shout out my channel members. I know I said it was a mini, so y'all know how I do. All right, let's do with the channel members first. Uh all day if you could mute yourself. All right. So shout out to my channel members. Thank you guys so much for supporting me in this way. We currently have 64 channel members, which is amazing to know that there's 64 of you who are supporting me in that way. That's so dope. Uh, becoming a member of the channel means you get access to the cute emojis that Gregor made. And then you also get to submit topics for um, scum time. <sighs> you know, I appreciate you, Boos. Uh, also, um, the Scum Lords have the access to my Discord, which is dead. But we do, like, a group get-together at the end of the month where we watch something. Or we just hang out and we just talk for long periods of time. And it's fun. It's always a really good time. I love getting to know you guys. I think it's awesome. So, um, let me go ahead and shout out my channel members. So, shout out to Stone King X, Texas Lean, uh, Breesky, Bunty, Lupa, Panda, Outlaw, The Finest, Johnny, Corey, Get This Work. I even bit my tongue. Um, Scumlord Swag, Yobi, Jess, Meat Puppets, Light Gamer, Dex, Singer, Alabama Jones, Starbuck, Jorinda, Smoke, Sub Negro, Gamer by Choice, Dut, JB Cash, DD Lee, Jimmit, Jabari, Dom, Arcade, DQs, Pepitio, Replicant, Nautical, The Slycrow, Jet, MLU, Tazius, Bitoclado, Brandon, Drav, Lino, Steel Rain, Foxy, uh, Foxy, my babe, miss her to pieces, uh, Blessed, Erotimus, All Day, Shogun, John John the Don, Miss John John the Don today, yeah, uh, Sin, Sir X Man, Meta, uh, Meta said he's coming back on the 4th, so. Uh, Envy, Hades, Damian, Jarrell, Slomo, Hannibal, Sean, Scrotum, Ayo, Greggy, Daquan, Clifton, and Craig. Thank you guys so much for supporting me in this way. Shout out to all my super chat support. Thank you so much for supporting me in that way. It means it means a lot. You know, it means more than you guys know. Uh, we're about to enter broke time <laughs> because my contract's ending. So I'll be looking for another job uh, starting next week. <laughs> but I'm gonna go see my mom first. So you guys already know what's good. Um, okay, then shout out to everyone who hung out in the chat and listened today. Uh, appreciate it. You guys know I love interacting with you guys. You know I love talking to y'all and having a general good time. Shout out to everyone who listens later. Shout out to everyone who comments. And uh, just shout out to my amazing panel for uh, keeping the show going, um, for being so entertaining. I would not be able to do this without y'all. You guys are great. And I'm very, very luck lucky and thankful that you guys showed up when you did. And you have stayed with me on Scumcast for three years now. God, I have been in this community since the end of 2016. Sick behavior on my part. But, you know, I... I am very grateful and I'm very happy that I have everything I have. You know, uh, if I want to add one to what Yobi said, I'm grateful to have you guys because you guys are amazing. Now, that being said, mm -hmm. I'm here to talk shit. 
First of all, there was some fucking cuck-ass loser on Twitter who, who decided... Okay, I was talking shit on Twitter, y'all know. And this fucking cuck was all like, well, maybe you deserve to have people talk shit about you if you can't handle critique. And I'm just like, excuse me, there's a difference between valid cr criticism and then meet someone calling me an idiot, all right? Secondly, this fucking cuck called me an idiot because I decided to use slang in my tweet. I didn't know that I had um, random ass loser number 64 coming through to monitor how I write on fucking a social media app. You know, like, I just think it's disgusting that you guys make the assumption. Well, not you guys, but that guy made the assumption that I was too fucking stupid to know how to fucking talk properly just because I decided to use slang on Twitter. First of all, I, it's not first of all, it's it's like the third. Third of all, I enjoy using slang. I think it's fun and I think it's funny, especially since the no way I normally talk is extremely proper. You guys have noticed how I speak, right? Panel members. Mm -hmm. You guys know how I talk. I speak very properly. I enunciate, okay? I use big words, but I understand the words that I'm using. So, you know, I grew up, reading james patterson and robert b parker when i was in fucking elementary school okay so it's like in other novels you know i love reading i went to school for english you know that kind of shit so i know how to talk properly you know i do but slang is fun and it's funny also i see how you know the youngins the the young the young ones the kids the kids talk and i'm like that's cute and that's fun you know, a lot of the slang I use, I picked up from from the other fandoms I'm in, from the kids that are in the fandom. It's like, it's cool to like, you know, I'm like a mimic, all right? Not a mimic, I'm like a mimic, you know, like a copycat, you know? Like, it's awesome, I love it, so. Anyway, fuck that guy. Um, I hope he jumps off a building. Wait, so so you're telling me you're like a ditto and you're the same, same height exactly. as well? Yes, exactly, 100%. Got it. Yes. So I, I enjoy slang. And, you know, I have all day explained slang to me sometimes because I don't get it. Like, there's certain things I'm like, I don't know what this means. And he explains it to me. I am a suburbanite through and through, and I'm well-read, and I'm well-spoken. But I choose to speak certain ways because it's fun. Okay? Thank you. And fuck that guy. If you have an issue with me, keep it to yourself. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Keep it to yourself. It's okay if you dislike me. Not everyone's going to like you, Luca. I get it. That's perfectly fine. But you don't need to come to me or go to spaces where my friends are. Go to spaces where my friends are. Knowing that they're friends with me and then start talking shit about me to my friends. Don't do that. It's gross. Keep your hate, your hate bait to yourself and to the, the circle that exists that don't like me. And this was a bot. You know, and yesterday I had a pony on my ass. So I'm glad that I exist for both. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Anything mm -hmm. else? No, I think that's it. I think you nailed it. Yeah. You know, I'd be minding my business, man. I'd be minding my whole ass business, big dogs. You know, like fuckboy87 talking wild, you know. Uh, no, it's like I'm telling <laughs> this dude had like this long ass fucking name. I think his name's like Lucas or something. I don't fucking know, but it was his name and then a bunch of numbers because he's unoriginal, unimaginative, a cuck, a bitch, and a loser. So, okay. Let's do outros. Go ahead, Slomo. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a way to end it. Um, 
yeah uh great show guys hope you guys have a great weekend enjoy your time uh go to sleep at a normal time don't be like slow-mo and uh come check out dps podcast this thursday at 9 p.m eastern on gaming forte's channel uh and uh check out brap as well 9 p.m eastern on wednesday nights with the whole crew with forte enrique b money and uh the great mr eric jackson so come on through and uh um sub to my channel if you want to see uh content on the games that i'm playing and the games and that i like as well as developer focused content as well so yeah that's it all right singer what up, it's Singer, great panel, great topics, great chat, as per usual. Also, um, check out Scarlet Nexus, is a fantastic game. Like, it is top tier, 9 out of 10, you have to play really this good. game. Like, this, the story and character development and gameplay is top tier, yo. Check it out. Also, PSA, stay away from the anime until you beat the game because that is full of major plot spoilers. So do not watch it until you be in the game. Mm, that's good to know. All day? No, I didn't hear anything. I just came back. What's up? It's the outros, dude. Oh, cool. Thanks. Peace out. All right. Um, Nautical? Yo, Forte everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, Xbox Live, PlayStation, DPS Podcast. Thursday on my channel. Check it out. Check out last week's episode on Slow Mo's channel. Brat Podcast on Wednesdays nights. And um, we will see you guys again here next week. Have a good week. Did I get everyone? Yeah, you got everybody. You're not Enrique. And then shout out to little <laughs> F boy with the final super chat saying, "I'm sorry for F boy. I'm sorry for fuck boy uh, 87 queen. We fuck boys gotta do better. You know they gotta be better. You're you're already better than me, little F boy. It's just that guy's a little fucking cuck, dude. Fuck that guy. Like I said, jump off of. Okay. <coughs> you guys have a nice night, and we will catch you for another episode of Scumcast. Bye. Bye bye. Was there anything else I want to talk about? I don't think so. Yeah. Mm, no, we're good. No. Can I end this broadcast? It's not letting me end the broadcast. Wow. <laughs> really? Fuck you, it is-